This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a returning guest, but it's been a while. You know her as the co-founder of Betches and the co-host of the You Up podcast, Jordana Abraham. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I have so much fun doing this podcast, and so I'm so excited to be back. Huge Bravo fan of most Bravo shows, and I'm really excited to... I have so many thoughts, so I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was excited to hear that you not only are watching Vanderpump Rules this season, but actually have, you know, thoughts and feelings about it. Because I gotta say, it's been a little difficult to find people who are at all <laughs> invested in what's going on this season on Vanderpump. I mean, hot take. I actually kind of enjoyed this season. Very weird okay, take. I, I know. That is a little bit of a hot take. I don't completely disagree with you. We will get more into it a little bit later. Um, But the biggest breaking news since our last episode, which was a couple days ago, is that Jenny Wynn has been fired from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Uh, Last time I recorded, it was like, you know, Andy had, you know, they had kind of said their big nothing on Watch What Happens Live. And then Andy was like, stay tuned. You don't know what's happening. And Bravo did it. You know, they did what everyone was kind of asking them to do, hoping they would do. Um, and I I have mixed feelings because some people are like, why did it take them so long? But then also it's like, this is a corporation who has like HR practices. Yeah. And so what are you, I don't know how much you've been following closely the Jenny stuff, but give me your take on it. Definitely the right move. And here's the thing, regardless of whatever she was saying, I actually just don't think that she's that good of a character. Regardless of if this happened, I was kind of like, were they going to invite this person before any of this happened? I was like, are they going to invite this woman back? Because like, I didn't really like this season that much. And I feel like the I've said this on the Ad Badges podcast. I think the casting in general is just like, the crew just does not seem like they like each other at all or like cohesive. Uh-huh. And I don't think she like helped that. So I don't think she should have been invited back anyway. But obviously like, super easy decision now that she's like you find this out about her (laughs) yeah there's always that kind of thing where it's like okay so maybe if somebody is like the backbone of the franchise and a long-standing veteran (laughs) like maybe there's a little bit more wiggle room but it's like if if somebody's already kind of in the gray area it's like oh cut the fat you know get get rid of of her (laughs) it's like you're going on a date with someone that you're on the fence about and then they say something like very questionable you're like okay great i don't have to think about this anymore like obvious choice to not go out again (laughs) that absolutely like i'm i'm talking to someone on a dating app right now who seems really cool but like i think they're a disney adult and (laughs) i need to do like a little more digging to find out whether it's like worth potentially still you know, like 
doing a little more research or whether it's just like, uh uh-uh, we're cutting our losses. There's a picture at Magic Kingdom. That's too much for me. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? I'm bringing a little you up onto the show. Red flag or deal breaker? (laughs) Please do. They're perfect in every way, but their dream is to have a Disney wedding. At Disney, Disney themed. Uh, I think they're perfect otherwise. At Disney, I could maybe handle, but Disney themed is a no. Because some of those, like, they have, like, venues at Disney that are, like, pretty tasteful. But, like, we can't have, like, Mickey Mouse at the wedding. (laughs) It's not a character wedding. (laughs) I think that's fair. I, I agree with that take. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not necessarily, like, opposed to somebody who is into Disney, but, like, it can't be the main personality trait for sure i think that's a that's a perfectly um reasonable stance on that but we we do digress thank you stay stay tuned in three years for my uh character (laughs) brunch wedding oh my god um but yeah no i i definitely think um you know jenny brought what she brought to this season you know whether you liked it or not it definitely seems like it was the right call to get rid of her i am a little uh I'm curious to see if uh, Bravo really is going to put their money where their mouth is in terms of, you know, being more careful with their casting process. I think that's one of those things where we won't really know it's working until it doesn't work. You know, know, like we're not going to know how much they combed through people's social media until we find more posts like this in the future. So I think it's kind of like the less we hear about this in the future, theoretically that means it's working but who knows yeah and i mean i understand on their end where it's like it's okay to have someone who's like conservative on the show or like doesn't Mm -hmm. have the same like it's it's interesting to have people of different you know beliefs or political beliefs or any kind of beliefs i think talking to each other on a show and like that adds sometimes to like the conversation but there's obviously a slippery slope between like having like a diverse cast and i mean i think andy cohen has said this too like some 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 franchises are obviously a lot more liberal than others um i would say like orange county historically like pretty conservative from what i've from what i've heard i'm sure salt lake city also has that but it's really about like finding the fine line between like someone who like has a different opinion and someone whose opinions are like not okay Right. I said I was saying this yesterday that it's like you don't have to I don't need to see like your whole voting record and like uh, check every box of like agreeing with me but like sharing memes about like running over protesters with your car is pretty Right. <laughs> that should like be that fully <laughs> that falls flagged. in the like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we will see. They're already filming season three. There was like a video that came out. Somebody saw Heather and Jen outside of Mary's church, um, like filming a scene. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? But I'm, I'm I'm very excited to see where it goes. Do you know if they added new cast members or? It seems a little unclear. I think they really just started filming. So, you know, it tends to be a little up in the air. They don't necessarily film group scenes uh, right away, but I, I've heard like whisperings that there are new people in the mix, and then it's probably still early enough in filming that they could add more if they feel like they need to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And you know, a lot of the time with filming these shows, it can be a little in flux who's going to be full time and who's going to be a friend. So yeah, I think I imagine everything is pretty up in the air right now. But 
We'll see. I guess we'll see. Hopefully they add someone good. I did like, I think you've said this before too, Jenny's daughter was very entertaining Carlin. to watch. Yes. Uh, sending all our, <laughs> sending all the best <laughs> vibes to Carlin. Uh, hopefully she has some some good influences in her life. Exactly. It's like parents are out of whack. Also, like her dad wants to add in a new sister wife. It's a, it's a lot for, for, a, uh, for a kid to deal with, I'm sure. A lot of question marks. She just wants to build her science fair project. <laughs> let her, in peace. Let her be in peace. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around, the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe, and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Okay, let's get into Summer House. We are two episodes into this season, and so far I think the, the major headline is what the fuck is happening with Kyle and Amanda and, you know, knowing what we know now, that they are married, they did go through with the wedding, um, these last couple episodes have been pretty pretty rough to watch. Awkward. And I'm curious, <laughs> you know, you're, you're the relationship expert over on your your other podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on what it seems like Kyle and Amanda are going through and how you're processing watching that. I mean, to me, it seems just like pretty clear that they haven't. I mean, they're going to therapy, which is good. Clearly, they're, they mentioned that. But to mm-hmm. me, it seems like they haven't addressed the underlying issue, which is the fact that Kyle drinks too much, right? And which the, the reason behind all of these things is that Kyle drinks a lot and then it causes him to act in a way that is harmful to their relationship. You know, he said he drank so much and that's why he says he doesn't remember cheating on her. So to me, if I'm the if I'm their couples therapist and I'm not a therapist, I'm like, let's start with that. Let's start with the drinking because like there's no way he can if he's saying I don't remember I cheated on you, I don't remember doing it and he continues to drink that much, there's literally like the like the it's like A plus B equals C. Like you haven't removed the threat to the relationship, which is drinking so much that you don't remember everything. So to me, it's kind of like they haven't addressed that. He doesn't seem to be like, I should probably drink less. There's no part of him that ever suggests that. So to me, they're just, they're just avoiding, they're sweeping under the rug, the issue at hand. Yeah. It's a little bit jarring to me to see how quick he is. Every time somebody sort of puts responsibility on him how quick he is to bring up, well, Amanda's not perfect either, or Amanda does this, Amanda does that. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging 
when both parties, you know, have some work to do. And I think I'm sure there are times and, you know, instances where Amanda, you know, Amanda breaking all his shit the first night and throwing it out the front door. Was that a mature, healthy way to deal with the situation? Perhaps not. But yeah, the like you're saying that Kyle doesn't seem to be able to make the baseline acknowledgement that like, we might not be having as many problems if I drank less or if I was better at communicating or, you know, these things that seem like sort of common sense in relationship world. And then not even to mention what Amanda said about how there's a signed agreement that if they don't make it down the aisle because of his drinking, that he has to pay her parents back. It's like, that's not normal. Right. That's not how you want to... I mean, and I mean, it's like no one's relationship is perfect. I get all couples have things that they work on like actively and, you know, like there's no... But both people should be working on themselves. But I agree that when Kyle was saying that, it was like a complete... Like he's just deflecting any responsibility Mm -hmm. and like that's just like kind of a toxic way to fight with someone is to not... Because he's not listening to her. He's just like immediately going into his defense mechanisms of like... Well, we're all, you know, it's like the Trumpish thing. Like, you know, like there's bad people on both sides. It's like that's, but you're not, by doing that, you're ignoring the actual offense of what you're, how your behavior is like directly implicating someone. He's just completely avoiding that conversation. Yeah. And it's the kind of like toxic attitude where it's like, you're not allowed to bring up anything that I'm doing wrong unless you're perfect. It's like, you know, well, you're not perfect either. So I don't want to hear about how I'm fucking up. And it's like, no, right. but like you literally might have cheated on her the other night. Like, it's not like, it's not like you're just both being a little annoying. Um, yeah. And I like how Andy like really gave it to him basically like when yeah. he was, when he was on watch what happens live um, last week. And he mm-hmm. was saying, um, I think he was saying like, he was like, yeah, it was so that I could have some skin in the game. And Andy's like skin in the game. Like you're getting married. Like, is that not skin in the game? He's like, financial skin i'm also like kyle is almost 40 he's not paying for any of his wedding like to me that seems weird that's a little like i i've obviously like wedding finances are different for everyone but it's like it seems like they're at the point in life where they would at least be like contributing, contributing you know Right. Like Kyle could have a kid that's getting married. He's 39 years old. Like he's not giving any money towards his wedding. I find that to be a red flag a little bit in itself. <laughs> and you know, he they have he and Amanda have multiple streams of income. Uh, you know, they seem to be doing well. I see Loverboy on the shelves all the time. <laughs> right. You know, like um but yeah, and then this episode, they're sort of you know, drifting their way through this 4th of July party. Like, they clearly have this big argument that is needs to happen, but Amanda is insistent that they're not going to do it this weekend because, of course, they just want to be respectful to everyone else in the house, right. which, I mean, the pretty obvious subtext there is we're not doing this on camera. It's surprising to me that they didn't sort of figure this shit out a little bit more before they started filming for the season. Because it's like... If there's, like, obvious issue A, B, and C that you don't want to talk about on camera, then it's, like, talk about it before you start filming every weekend. Right. Well, I mean, to me, it's kind of like they haven't fully really talked about it ever because they haven't resolved. This issue is two years old, right? Or Mm -hmm. more than that, where they've been talking about, like, the fact that he blacked out and cheated on her. So, like, they clearly have never really resolved it. But she did say they had a fight a week before 
coming on. So it clearly was like fresh and maybe like too fresh for them to fully have resolved it. But I kind of liked that they were like, I liked it because it seemed more real because it it didn't seem like they were like creating a lot of the times when they fight on the show. Sometimes I'm like, is this a fight made for TV or is this like an actual dilemma? Mm -hmm. And because they were trying to like avoid speaking to each other so they wouldn't be fighting on screen. I was like, okay, this seems like a real fight. And when she was crying about it, it definitely seemed like a real thing. Yeah. Like, whereas I feel like the Danielle and Robert argument felt a little bit more like, Danielle creating a storyline. Right. Where it's like, I mean, clear, like, okay, she wants him to be at home a little more, spend a little more time with her, but it's like, this isn't an issue that actually cropped up today. It's like, you're just. Yeah. You could have talked about this like a different time. Yeah. Also, Robert just doesn't seem like the kind of person who really is in the mood to engage on the show. And so it's like, Okay, like this isn't. I don't really think this is going to give what you what you want it to. But I like right. them as a I, couple. I I hope that these aren't like major issues. Same. He almost has like is like the opposite of Brock, where he's like, oh, I don't want any. Th- I'm not like trying to like lean into this like TV persona. He like literally gets out of the pool when she starts in with him there because he's like, I'm not doing this. Um, which and, is and which is like, very this- good for. For life, but not good for TV. Yeah. He's like, this might be the only weekend I can make it out this summer. And she's she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I gotta go. Um, no, I I do think they probably have the, the healthiest relationship out of this house, um, which, you know, maybe isn't saying much. But um, I do want to get your thoughts on Paige's love triangle situation that is coming down the pipeline, because... She clearly, at this point, to me, it seems like she knows that she is more into Craig in a longer-term sense, but that when she has Andrea right in front of her, you know, making her pasta with, you know, sauce out of the jar, she can't really help herself from entertaining the idea. You know what I did think was a little hypocritical about that whole situation is I feel like all of the girls were very anti Luke for doing this exact same thing to Hannah. Mm. Um, it, a season or two ago, I don't remember which season it was, but do you remember they were like, you're hooking up with Hannah, but then like you have like other people that you're talking to and you're not like fully committing. It's kind of like she's, yeah. she's the Luke here. And She's her argument is like kind of exactly the same as his was like, I didn't say I didn't promise anything. And like, yeah, we have fun. But like, I'm also seeing someone else. And technically, I'm single. And I never promised anyone anything else. Um, But I do find it funny that no one sees that like, she that the girls were very angry at Luke for doing this exact same thing a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like I guess because Craig hasn't been to the house yet, they've sort of been able to avoid the reality of the situation, which it looks like next week, it's going to get very uncomfortable very quickly. Um, But, you know, I think because the way they started out, you know, she and Andrea in Vermont was very casual. It seemed like he was the one that was more reluctant to commit or really to, you know, start up any kind of relationship in the first place. It feels like maybe there's a little bit more wiggle room of like Paige and Andrea never seemed like they were going to be a real couple. Um, But it seems like maybe Andrea's feelings about that have changed a little bit that 
it seems like coming into the summer, he actually is in the mood, you know, he right. says well, that he, he asked, asked her, her to stop seeing other people. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like kind of their positions have swapped since the spring, since winter, I, you know, we, <laughs> since winter. Um, and that now Paige is kind of in the position where she's like the player a little bit, which is fine. But I, I do think you're right that it is a little bit of a double standard, maybe. Right. I mean, to me, that was like the thing that I saw. And again, I don't think I don't think Luke was doing anything wrong. And I don't think Paige is technically doing anything wrong either. It's just more like we have to be consistent. Do you know what I mean? In the it's way like the, that we in the in the summer house rule book, is this cool or not? <laughs> exactly. I think there should just be like an equal standard for how we're we're treating those we're hooking up with that everyone has to abide by, regardless of gender or like. Unless you're obviously Kyle and Amanda, and you're like f- fully um, about to get married, <laughs> right, so, right? Like cheating we're bad getting, always. Yes, we're getting wedding footage like in the season opener so i mean obviously we know where that is headed and i just hope that when it finally arrives we're in a position where we can feel good about it and not like girl Same. you in danger <laughs> i know and i mean i do just one last thing on the amanda kyle thing is like i get they are so intertwined in each other's lives like they they are on this show together they work together they live together they're getting married like they have so much on the line for this relationship like, what mm-hmm. is there outside of this relationship for in their lives? Like, I guess maybe a couple of friends that are not on the show. I don't even know if that those exist. Um, but there's so much riding on this relationship. And I don't think that can be ignored as a reason as a reason for staying together. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I think that's a good pivot into talking about Vanderpump Rules, um, because right off the bat in this reunion, James and Raquel break the news that they have called off their engagement. And Obviously, we knew that this was coming, you know, they publicly broke up right after this was taped. Um, But I was sort of surprised to hear James say that their initial plan and kind of what he wanted to do was to pretend everything was fine at the reunion and just kind of wait a while and he would go to London and then they would kind of just like go their separate ways, I guess, not on camera. Um, And that a big part of that was because this whole season arc was basically 
shaped around what's going on in James and Raquel's relationship. And I'm sure that is a lot of pressure when you feel like, damn, we just did a whole season of TV built on this, you know, engagement and that we're doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, actually, sorry, guys, none of that is happening. Totally. It's very embarrassing. I mean, I liken it to like a intensely like amplified version of posting a couple's pic like saying how much you love the other person and you know what I mean like those cheesy couples pick and then you break up like the next week you look like someone who's just fake and this is like that times a hundred because it's the whole it's the whole thing you know yeah and even within the group I think for most of us as viewers the the fact that James and Raquel broke up was not like the shock of the century it's like Okay, yeah, like, yeah, you know, not that checks. <laughs> I, I could have guessed that it might happen at some point. But on the reunion, clearly, the rest of the cast is shocked and sort of confused by it. You know, they Raquel was they were at Disneyland with the rest of them like three days before this. And, you know, Lisa seems, you know, sort of very confused about what went down and the reasons and Lala, her first question is just why. Um, And so to me, that makes it feel a little more real. The fact that the rest of the group really does seem to be caught off guard by the way that this is going down. Totally. And I mean, it was so interesting to me for, to watch that from a relationship perspective and to, again, to compare it to Kyle and Amanda, like to me, I was like, so I'm not even really like, particularly a Raquel fan. Like, I don't really like, I wouldn't want to get like lunch with her. I don't think she'd probably yeah. be like a good conversationalist. But I was like so proud that she was able, calling off an engagement is really, really hard um, and re- kind of embarrassing, like you said. And there's all this other stuff amplified in it. But to me, it kind of like she, it looked like she had a true self reflection and was like, this is not the life that I want. Like, I don't want to be in this LA life. I don't want to be with this guy who is like pretty emotionally abusive and everyone in my family hates and is just like kind of not a good person. And I'm going to take a step that is scary to remove myself from this situation. And that's really, really hard to do, especially when you're in the public eye. So I thought I was like so proud of her. Yeah, I I totally agree. She's in the, not only is she in the public eye, but the entire time she's been on the show, it's always sort of been as an appendage to James. You know, it wasn't even until this season that she was promoted to full time on the show. So like, her whole sort of trajectory that we've known her has really been as James's girlfriend, and then fiance, and you know, who knows what's happening with this show after this season, and if we'll see Raquel after this. But, you know, she's sort of shedding the only identity that we've ever gotten from her, which is like James's partner. Um, And for even for somebody as like obtuse as um, Tom Schwartz to be like, good for you for figuring this out now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, she really, she really got put herself out there. And I think it's going to serve her well in the long run for sure. Totally. And I think she was like very like gracious towards James because like, it's clear that he is, She's not saying all the... I mean, she did say they didn't have sex in years, which was a bold statement to share casually. But she's not saying... the. I mean, the real... It's kind of like they're going on this, like, we're not each other's soulmates thing. Like, that's a very immature way to approach your relationship in general. Like, we're not each other's soulmates, so we're going our separate ways. It's like, no, you are, like, emotionally abusive. And you you rage texted her calling her a slut and a whore. Like, we're going to pretend it's because you're not soulmates? Like... 
that's not right. looking at the situation in reality. It's a pretty like sweep all the actual stuff that's happened under the rug. We're just going to say that like we fell out of love and it's like, okay, well, sure. Right. <laughs> the the end result is the same, I guess. Um but yeah, you know, it all it feels fitting that sort of the ribbon on this is Raquel giving the ring back and James says, "Thank you. That's a Bitcoin." <laughs> right. Also, like, yeah, it's so tacky. Like, he's so tacky. The whole <laughs> ring thing with the whole part about the ring was so tacky. Um it made me like, uh, I would cringe. Yeah. But I do think to segue into the Brock and Sheena thing, I find that whenever they would like pan to them, when when mm-hmm. either they were talking about Lala's breakup or James's breakup, and she was just like looking so smug, like we're still to like, do you know what I mean? Like patting his hand, like you're not yeah. like that. You're not like that. Like so high and mighty about this relationship, which clearly is so messed up that it was like really annoying me that she kept making those faces and doing that thing. When James stormed off for a minute and Sheena is like coaching Raquel being like, Raquel, you deserve so much better. You deserve this perfect man who's going to blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it felt like Sheena talking to herself in the mirror, except for that. I truly, I truly think Sheena is buying what she's selling herself right now. And I don't think she is self-aware enough to have any kind of realization truly how tough this is of a look to watch because we've seen this whole season on social media. She's been clapping back at tweets about, you know, people really calling out pretty black and white things that have happened on the show that Brock has said that Brock has done that are really just cringeworthy. There's no other way to put it. And, you know, she's constantly coming up with excuses. Um, Just yesterday, Us Weekly spoke to Sheena and she, um, about how Brock put her engagement ring on multiple credit cards, which a lot of people had thoughts on on the show. And this is her quote. Brock thought it would be funny to put a little bit on each card. He could have put it all on one card, but he was like, oh, I'll put a little bit on this, a little bit on that. People in Australia who get that cheap type of humor thought it was funny. He's like, yeah, I'll always be a cheap ass. I'm always going to ask for a discount. So people who don't get his humor, whatever. Like, it doesn't make you cheap. It makes you like not have enough. It's not bad being cheap. You're still paying for the ring. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and he, I mean, he himself said something on the show about how he didn't have like good credit in the US yet. And he's, you know, trying to work on that, which is f- fine. Like plenty of people have, I mean, the whole credit system is like a fucking scam. So it's not anyone's fault necessarily that they don't have you know, a perfect credit score. But it's like, it just feels like every single thing that comes up, Sheena has to be like Brock's crisis PR and is always kind of on the offense when anybody has anything to say about him. And it's like, Sheena, like, love you, girl. Like, I've been on her side for a lot of stuff, but like, we're watching the show. All I can do is watch the show and draw, you know, and draw conclusions based on the literal footage of Brock that I'm seeing. And there's there's a lot to work with. Exactly. And I mean, like, that's what's so annoying about Sheena because you have, I mean, I think her and Raquel both dating during on the show, walking red flags. Both of them are like very problematic in their own specific ways. But the thing that's more cringy to watch about Sheena is that there's no, there's no giving on anything. And if she would give, I don't care that she's, she can date whoever she wants. If she was like, yeah, like this is 
you know, this is something that I obviously isn't ideal about my relationship or like how Raquel is always like, James needs to work on this or James needs to work on that. Or when he says this, it's not okay. Um, it at least shows she has some sort of a sense of, she's not living in a delusional fantasy and it makes it easier to watch than this whole Brock Sheena situation. I was just going to say, like, you can still, even if Raquel is making questionable choices, you still f- have a sense that she's living in the real world and can and can react in a way that makes sense to things. Whereas somebody did a, a TikTok that was, like, comparing Sheena to the line from Euphoria this week where Cassie's like, you can judge me all you want, but I don't care. I've never, ever been happier. And it's like Sheena has to... She has to come so hard with that energy of like, everything is perfect. How dare you suggest that it's not? And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep looking out for you if you are so uninterested in looking out for yourself. So totally. I I mean, it's her life. Again, like, obviously, like she has a kid, wish her wish her well. But like, this is not no, I don't think anyone is watching this being like, this is totally going to last. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I I don't know. I have I have mixed I have mixed feelings about that cuz it's like yeah, they do have the kid together. On one level it seems like Brock makes Sheena really happy, but then also it's like what is truly going on there if we were to peel back some layers, but you know, it's her life. Well, it's like anyone who gives Sheena love, Sheena loves. She doesn't really seem to have like discerning taste. It's like anyone who says like I love you, I like you, she's seems pretty in on i mean the way she was with him like same exact thing as she was with rob only rob was rob was not like using her as much as brock is clearly using her right rob seemed like a real guy who somehow kind of got sucked into this world for a minute but then you know promptly decided he didn't need to be there anymore right i wonder how brock's um workout business is going Homebody, yeah. Well, I don't know. Begging for an we'll update. See. We do we do actually get sort of a, a promising update on Schwartz and Sandys. I was I felt good about what we saw in that little progress video. It actually looks like a space that has been worked on and that like I can envision kind of what they're doing with it. Sandoval says that maybe it'll be open this spring. Um so you know, we're barreling toward February right now, so Spring is still, I guess, a couple months away. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see the finished product. It looked a little bit like old school Italian restaurant to me in the (laughs) in progress. Yeah, I mean, when they're like, there's going to be like this booth lowered from the ceiling and like neon fiber optics. I, I'm not I can't quite envision how that's all coming together. But it's, it's a far cry from the progress party that they had on the show where there was just no progress. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with it. I agree with Katie. I hate the name, but I would go also if I was in LA. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I'm curious in part two of the reunion if we'll get an update on something about her because that was like not mentioned this episode. And they did share on Watch What Happens Live last week, I think that um, post-breakup, Randall did pull out of the investment that he said he was going to make. Yes. So I don't, you know, they, they have the Instagram up and running, but, you know, there's no details or anything. So I'm like, is this happening? When is this happening? What is it actually going to be? Very unclear. I thought that idea, I thought that was like for the show. Like I'd never believed that that was like going to be a real place. It seemed like a plot line. Because the way they like said they came up, they were like, Oh, like she's like, oh, are you ever gonna start that sandwich shop with Schwartz? She's like, oh, maybe I should do it on my own. Like, do you want to do it with me? Like, it was very, it almost seemed like very placed into the show. I never really believed that that was yeah. a real thing. Plus, neither of them have ever discussed an interest in food or sandwiches or like they're both well, like one, seems, one was a bartender, yeah. the other one was a waitress. I guess I don't. It just seems to me like they don't particularly like each other either. You know, they seem... That too. <laughs> they're, you know, obviously Katie and Sandoval have had their big issues. But, you know, I think both Ariana and Katie are very quick to sort of aggressively defend their partners when there's kind of, you know, accusations being thrown or whatever. And it just seems like the kind of thing where, you know... I get why they didn't want to go into business with their significant others, but maybe the significant others going into business together also isn't the best idea. 
Right. I totally agree. Like, it didn't really make any sense the two of them would, like, it would make a lot more sense if, like, she and Stasi who's not on the show like we're starting something together when they had right. that or then when they had that wine that witches of weho wine or something like that um yeah. which again i i don't i wouldn't really choose any of these people as a business partner but i think you're i totally agree it didn't make any sense which is another reason why i thought it was sort of just like scripted for the show and then would never actually come to life and you know who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they won't. I have a feeling it partially depends on whether they get renewed for another season. Definitely. <laughs> right? Like, if if cameras are going up in June, I bet we'll have an update on the sandwich shop. But other, right. other than that, I'm not confident. I mean, the annoying thing about all these, like, business venture things is, like, it kind of, they make it out to seem like anyone could just start a business. Like it's so easy. Like, oh, we have the idea uh-huh. in episode three and then it's coming to life in episode six. Like none yeah. of these people have any experience or know what the hell they're doing. And like, they just make it seem like, oh, you just have an idea. And then it just kind of like you talk to three people and then it happens. And that's not how it yeah. works. And almost, so this season there was the, the stuff that was happening with Schwartz and Sandoval needing to secure the money for their bar and they didn't want to have Lisa involved in it which so I think people were sort of judging them for you know are they going to take out their loans are they going to refinance their houses but it's like that's probably the more realistic depiction of like how people who are trying to get something off the ground kind of have to hustle and you know pull it together because it's like most people don't just have like three hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank to start a bar like you kind of have to get creative a little bit and you know i don't know if they're going about it in the in the most um you know advisable way i don't know anything about (laughs) finances but like it seems like they're actually like trying to make it happen and doing what they need to do yeah i agree i think that definitely seemed a lot more realistic what did you what do you think about the schwartz that the schwartz the sandoval lisa sort of like disagreement where he was like you're i think i guess like calling her a hater or like saying that she was like kind of just yeah well i think it's a little tricky because i think you you kind of can't unpack that situation without acknowledging the fact that at this point Lisa needs a reason to still exist on the show because other than I guess Raquel and Charlie, which like who cares? Nobody is <laughs> working for her. She's not any of their boss in a, you know, show context. And, you know, it's a little questionable whether she would really be like friends with any of these people. And so I think I think in a in a real world context, I think Lisa did kind of need to mind her own business a little bit more, but I understand why on the show it's like, this is kind of the one scenario where it makes sense that she is going to sort of stick her nose into their business because otherwise like what she's only talking to James and Raquel for the whole season, like that doesn't really work. Right. And, you know, I think these last couple seasons, that's been one of the, question marks on the show is like okay if it's not still about people who work at sir then like what is lisa still doing here totally that's a great point i didn't even think of that i definitely agree like she needs something she she always comes in as sort of like a little bit of the voice of reason on this show 
uh, definitely mm-hmm. wasn't that on Beverly Hills, but on this show, I think that's sort of like how she, like when she says to Sheena, right. like, oh, you're obviously not telling everyone about your engagement now. Like, and Sheena's like, but I'm going to do it. She's like, no, like not, not at all. Um, which was like refreshing to see someone just to tell, cause she's the only person who could say that to Sheena's face without seeming without like it being a whole thing where Sheena would just back down. Yeah. I think she's pretty good at that role. Like, I think she kind of, she has the history with these people to sort of give them tough love a little bit, which like you were saying, nobody else in the group kind of has the moral high ground to do that. Right. But I think just in terms of maybe moving into the future on this show, if they start to get further and further removed from the idea of it being a show about Sir, it's like, okay, so like, does Lisa still just like pop up randomly? Are we going back to Sir just for no reason? Like, I think that's kind of one of the one of the issues that they need to kind of figure out if if we're moving forward with additional seasons. Totally. I liked when they had the flashback of Jack saying to Lisa, like, it's my show. Ooh, and then that was so she sweet. was like, it's actually my show. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, that was, it feels like a really long time ago. It was um, almost two years ago that we were like seeing those episodes. And then Jackson Brittany kind of got unceremoniously, you know, they weren't, it wasn't, they didn't get fired with that wave of Stasi and Kristen and all of them. But then also they didn't really get a send off on the show. So to have Lisa kind of bring that up and it's like, okay, no, like they were, they were fired. <laughs> like this is what happened. Like nobody's really kind of trying to like shield them from that right. sort of looking badness. I mean, Brittany, I guess looks fine, but like everybody on that couch is basically like, yeah, Jax is like an idiot. LOL. I bet they would let Brittany come back without Jax, but she definitely would never do that. Like I could see a, a situation where they would offer Brittany a, a, a spot, but not him. But I do think it's that part of like that Jax Lisa scene is like, Lisa is a little bit like you kind of have to kiss the ring a little bit mm-hmm. with her. And then I think totally. that was part of the, the sand of all thing too. It's kind of like I, I invented you like I you're you're gonna listen to my opinion about your bar right it's like I don't need to be I don't if you don't want me to invest in your new bar that's fine it doesn't have to be that kind of relationship but like I'm still gonna say what I think and like because you are on this platform that is my show even if you don't take my advice you're gonna listen to it right totally yeah Um, I don't know I mean I I have mixed feelings about Lisa Vanderpump a lot. You know, I I think she has brought us a lot of great moments and obviously Vanderpump rules like wouldn't exist without her. But at the same time, she just kind of like drives me nuts sometimes. And so I'm like, right. I don't well, she know. needs to be like the head bitch in charge. Like she cannot. And that's why I think she does okay on Vanderpump because she's good at that role. But what happened on like Beverly Hills where everyone was sort of like revolting again, like most women yeah. who are the same age as you, who are in the same like who are starting off as your equals are not cool with like kissing the ring, but these people all actually do her, owe her their entire livelihoods. So totally um, okay. La- just really quick. So talking about Lisa Vanderpump, do you think within the next let's say five years, can you envision Lisa Vanderpump returning to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I would love to see her back on Beverly Hills. I think that she was a good TV on that show. I think she's like, I mean, 
I can understand why everyone else wanted her off because it she does make every show about her. But mm-hmm. I was entertained by her and I would kind of like like to see her come in and shake things up a little bit. I think they're it's funny. I think in in Salt Lake City, everyone, no one is like the cl- the the cast does not seem like they're close at all. And in Beverly Hills, I think they're too close. They should yeah. be like turning on each other more. Um, <laughs> so I would love to see her come in and like facilitate that. Yeah. And I think I think maybe eventually the stuff with her between Kyle and Dorit could maybe thaw enough that they could maybe do, you know, if they're not going to be besties again, they could at least kind of like have a, have a sit down and talk through things. And I, I certainly would want there to be cameras present for that. Totally. I'd like to see someone sort of challenge Kyle now as her, cause I feel like she is the new queen oh, bee. Yeah. And I would like yeah. to see Lisa come in and like make her a little uncomfortable about that. Well, we'll see. I think they're, I think they're finishing up filming for, so hopefully we'll have a new season coming down the pipeline in the next few months. But speaking of new seasons coming down the pipeline, Real Housewives of New Jersey is coming back next week. And Jordana, you are going to be back next Wednesday to recap the season premiere. And I'm very excited for it. I'm so excited. Jersey might be my favorite franchise. I'm really, really excited for Jersey. And I'm excited to talk with you about it next week. Amazing. And if you enjoy listening to Jordana on this podcast, don't forget to check out the You Up podcast and the At Betches podcast for for lots more, lots more great Jordana content. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow this show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.